Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Tez News Podcast where we bring you the essential briefing on the key news of the week for everyone who works for and with schools. I'm Mary Louise Clues, I'm a news editor at Tez and today I'm joined by reporter Matilda Martin who is our resident workforce expert among other things on the Tez News team. She's here today to discuss her exclusive story published on Tez this morning in which she was able to reveal that the government is poised to refresh its recruitment and retention strategy for the first time since the pandemic completely blew apart its previous strategy, which I think was published in 2019. And as we've reported extensively on TES, the pandemic completely changed the landscape for, for teacher recruitment. So Matilda's here to talk us through that. So what do we know about the refresh? And hi, Matilda. Hi, Mary-Louise. So what, what we found out is that the government is poised to launch a refresh of its recruitment and retention strategy. We also know that we've, we've got plans drawn up to review the workforce approach to fit a post-COVID world. We've obviously had a lot happen. You know, you mentioned that COVID really shook the entire world of schools and, of course, the rest of the world. But what we've seen in the post-COVID world and in schools is a real shift in the way flexible working is viewed. You know, if we think about the wider workforce, we have a lot more access now to flexible working. It's not unusual for people to work at home two, three days a week or even completely remotely. And what we know in schools is that, you know, teachers can't decide not to come into school one day and, and teach remotely. That's not really something that is available to us. So the department has published a lot of things on flexible working, wants to encourage it in schools, but they definitely feel, we understand that they definitely feel that something needs to be updated in terms of that recruitment and retention strategy to fit that post-COVID world that we've been we've been talking about. We understand that the refresh could be announced as early as next week, alongside the launch of another expert group. Last time we had the recruitment and retention strategy, we had an expert group working on it with the government advising, and we'll be having something similar again this time, we understand. So why are they doing it now? It's obviously quite close to a general election. This week we saw the publication of an analysis by School Leaders Union NEHT and Teaching Union NEU, which set out that the government might only reach 52% of the targets for its recruitment of trainee secondary teachers, which is obviously quite a concern. Uh, so, you know, it's definitely interesting that we can reveal this this week, especially as recruitment is, is back on the table. In terms of of the recruitment and retention strategy. Experts have been calling for a refresh uh, for some time now. One of the people that I actually speak to in the piece about what she would like to see from such a refresh is Professor Sam Twistleton, who was on the expert group for the 2019 version of the recruitment and retention strategy. And I managed to catch up with her earlier this week uh, to see what she would like to see from, from this refresh. Well, I think clearly the teacher recruitment and retention problem hasn't gone away. And COVID, I think, has also, is one of the reasons why it hasn't gone away. Um, also, there's a lot of learning in, in the past few years. So I think while all of the areas of the recruitment and retention strategy that were originally in there still remain important areas for the government to focus on, um, I think it's very timely. Uh, but, uh, first of all, look at what's worked and what hasn't. In, in relation to those areas, uh, but also we reflect on what we've learned since then. Can anything realistically be achieved with the timeline we have before the next election? I think 
certainly the looking back and, and the learning bit, if, if, if that can be done in a thoughtful and reflective and evidence-based way, uh, I, I think that's a useful exercise that can be realistically done in that time scale. From that learning, there are new and emerging objectives, new emerging areas of work that, that need to be prioritised. I think it's fair to say we can't make very much progress um, in, in the time election but we can certainly you know articulate those areas and and whoever is in government post-election hopefully would find that to be a useful thing so you know behind your question there is a sort of slight cynicism about you know what can we really do to short short time scale and you're right but i still think it's a really valuable thing to do that could have you know long-term impact if um if it's picked up post-election a very interesting read and um, more detail can be seen on tes.com forward slash news on that story. If you were to head to that story as well, you'd see some other coverage on workforce this week. There's been a couple of big stories, hasn't there, Matilda? I mean, it's never far from the news, this issue, is it? There's a drastic teacher shortage. There's a teacher retention problem. But what's happened this week that's brought this issue to the fore once again? So, uh, as I mentioned, we've had that analysis that the government is set to recruit just 52% of the, the secondary training teachers that it says it needs for the academic year, 2023 to 2024. The new academic year has just started and we're speaking to leaders where we're hearing reports of vacancies yet again this year. We've, we've had this pattern of low recruitment for about a decade now. And what we're seeing, um, obviously, we saw it abate slightly during the pandemic due to kind of, I think, people probably uncertain about leaving the teaching profession during the pandemic. But we've once again seen an uptick in attrition of teachers from from the profession. And going back to recruitment, you know, while we have seen bursaries increases in some subjects, boost recruitment in some subjects, um, the analysis the other day actually revealed that uh, the government is going to either meet or, or surpass its recruitment targets in three secondary subjects. Cranky. Uh, so really not looking good. And I think, you know, this is yet another example of the profession saying, you know, we, we've been raising this as an issue for years. Something needs to change. And I think, you know, like like Sam was just telling us there, it, it's definitely interesting that there does seem this willingness from the government to address some of the problems that we're seeing emerge still, you know, the recruitment and retention crisis, although we have a strategy that was created four years ago, definitely has not gone away. Um, and so, yeah, I think it's definitely interesting that deciding to tackle this now, like Sam said, you know, we haven't got that long until the next general election, but this could potentially be something that the next government could pick up and, and run with. And have we heard anything from Labour at all on what their approach might be to the situation? Have they commented on the potential strategy or change of tack at all? So what, what they've said is they have introduced this idea of an end of ECF payment. So at the moment, we've obviously got uh, bursaries, um, which gives that kind of uh, payment to trainee teachers. What Labour have suggested as part of their manifesto is they want to also give payments to teachers at the end of the first two years of their teaching. So that's at the end of the early career portion of their training. Exactly, exactly. And there is this idea that, you know, maybe people will stick around longer and if we can entice them to stay a bit longer, maybe they'll end up staying even beyond uh, that payment. So so that, that'll be interesting. I think one of the things that 
school leaders have told us about the Labour ideas and policies so far is, you know, Labour have said they're going to recruit more teachers. How actually are they going to do it? What are they going to change that's actually going to boost recruitment to an adequate level? You know, where are these new teachers going to come from? What's going to change to make them come in? So one of the things that is mentioned by one of our experts in the piece is this idea that uh, teacher training could be funded in in a similar way that we have for for nurses, for example. Uh, You know, you wouldn't have to have teachers paying for their training. So that's something that that could be useful. Interesting. Did anyone talk about anything that that didn't involve money? I mean, presumably when, uh, if... Uh, a fresh government um, comes in, there's not going to be, to coin a phrase, a magic money tree for them to find loads of funding for such things. Is there anything that experts or any hints from your sources close to the DfE suggesting that could be done that, that isn't around increasing pay, bursaries, funding, training? Definitely. It's a tricky point, isn't it? I think a lot of these things, you know, the first the first answer is we need more money, we need more funding. And that's definitely something that a lot of the experts in the piece talk about. One of the other things that, that is mentioned is this idea, and I think this is mentioned by a lot of people all the time, is we need to change the idea of of the vision of the profession, you know, what people think about teachers in this country. And we, we've spoken about this before. During the pandemic, this portrayal of teachers as sitting at home in their pyjamas, you know, not doing anything, things like that need to say damage the profession and, and people don't want to go into into something where, especially recently... We've had the teacher strikes and people have heard about, you know, the workload. They've heard about, you know, people are saying that the pay isn't high enough. Education is the fourth emergency service. So it's it's definitely something that people see and absorb, even if it's not, you know, even if they're not conscious of it. So I think definitely a change in the way we view the profession would, would be useful. Fantastic. Thanks so much, Matilda. That was really, really fascinating insight into that whole area of workforce. And to get much, much more, do head over to see Matilda's coverage. Excellent exclusives over the last few months. Thanks very much for listening and we'll be back again next week. Thanks, Matilda. Thanks, Mary Louise.